your word never return to you void. Let the spirit of thy word come to our hearts. In the precious name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. This morning, I something that I've been reflecting, I think I've preached it from that scripture in various ways. Something that seemed to be ringing very strong in my heart that I'd like to share with you. And the title of my message is as simple as, Do Not Use Up Your Space Unfruitfully. Do not use up your space unfruitfully. Every one of us had been given, every one of us had been given with a territory. Every one of us would have been given with some kind of occupation to fulfill something for the kingdom of God. And what we will observe is that if we are not conscious of what God has said, sometimes some of these will slip. And so Jesus made profound parable or spoke his word to a group of people and um, that word seemed to be ringing a lot in my heart and I want to just share with you hallelujah in Luke chapter 13 verse 6 to 9 I remember somewhere last year I spoke from this portion of scripture And uh, today we have a different dimension to it. It said, he also spoke this parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard. And he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find and find none. Cut it down. Why why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Say, let it alone this year also until I dig around it and fertilize it. Verse nine says And if it bears fruit, well, But if it does not, after that, you can cut it down. Amen. There are things that are said in the Bible by Jesus Christ that it will be good for us if we seriously sit down and look at them and consider exactly what he is trying to say. In the verse 7, there are three strong things there that I like for us to bring our attention to that. The Bible says in the verse 7 of Luke 13, Then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, Look for... uh, Keeper of the vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. I keep asking myself, when would, did the Lord come and expected you? 
to give him a fruit. You know, when plants are planted, they yield seasonary. Is that correct? At seasons, certain seasons, they bear fruit, and certain seasons, they don't. But you would observe that when the Lord used that parable, he was not talking about the farm that we have that produces mango at a certain time. He had to use that to explain what he is carrying across to us. And so that's why I titled the message, Why Do You Use Up the Ground? Because you also find in this very scripture, why, why, it is too strong for me, the word, why use up the ground? The world is the Lord. And if you and I are found in this life at such a time like this, I answer to you, even in the midst of everything, we are supposed to bear fruit. Amen. So the, the Bible says, He has been coming. And that's a border. He has been coming. And any time he came around, there was a disappointment. What does that mean? I observe that in this life, the Lord has planted every one of us. Wherever we come from, it was not by mistake. Praise the Lord. Once you are born again, are told the way to eternal life, the way to God is Jesus Christ. Once that is established, if you, if you, if you have never been told that, we have a problem. But once you are told, immediately you yield your heart to the Lord and say, Yes, Lord, now I know that you've been seeking for me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I come to you now and I give my life. As soon as that pronouncement comes out of your mouth, immediately the Lord says, You are my own. And then he puts you in the vineyard. Praise the Lord. The vineyard there is as simple as the kingdom of God. We are in the kingdom of our God. The keeper there is the Holy Ghost. I said it's the Holy Ghost. But today we are zeroing down on why does he use the ground? That means that something bothers God. Praise the Lord. So when you get saved and you are in the kingdom of God, I want to announce to you, I beg you, you haven't been saved only for your personal benefit. Thank God that it plays a major role 
because we have escaped from eternal domination to eternal life. But for the time being that we are on earth, He comes around. He comes around. And I have found out that when you become alert, you will begin to see the days and the times that God wants to use you to bear fruits. Hallelujah. Why does it use up the ground? So, brethren, thank God for the number of years on earth. As I was reflecting, I saw as much as in our day, it is so very clear that most people come to church. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong. As much as in our day, if you were to take samples from the heart of men, declaring to you the reason for which they come to church, you would know that it is all about ourselves. But this morning, I want you to know that our coming to church, our coming to thank God that it offers us eternal life, God's expectation is that any time he came around, you should be able to offer him something. Praise the Lord. If you can get that clear in your mind, I want to tell you, you will be so fruitful that you will not take things for granted. For the Bible says, He nourishes. And then He comes around expecting that He may have something. And He gets very disappointed when He doesn't have. When some of us got born again many years ago, one of the things I observed in those days that we were saved, if you ever saw somebody that they said he was a believer, in fact, there shouldn't even be any pronouncement that this person is a believer. Instantly, you see that the person is a, he's a different man. Instantly. By the way he does his things, you would see clearly that he has been uh, tra translated from the darkness that was influencing his mind to do things into now a life that is so shining that you begin to ask yourself, something has happened to this person. But it is so sad to note that the day in which we live, Except somebody says, I am a believer. You will not know he's a believer. True or false. What has happened to us? What is it that has happened to us? That our lives have grown so dim. So dim that unless we announce ourselves, nothing goes with the fact that we are servants of God. We must cry to God for something to happen to us. Hallelujah. 
today. If somebody doesn't tell you, I'm a believer. You see, let me tell you a secret I have found. Sometimes you don't need to say anything. I have seen it over and over and over and over and over again. Every child of God who is here today carries a certain light and a certain power. And I beg you in the name of Jesus that you will begin to carry it. Praise the Lord. Every child of God carries a certain power. That when you get to a certain place, the light and that power announces your arrival before anybody else would even open his mouth to ask you who you are. And I pray that there will be a restoration of this truth. Hallelujah. It is not something that you say, of course, in the revival in those days in the UK, sometimes certain people would enter into places and a whole factory, everybody will fall down when the man hadn't opened his mouth. It is true that person was anointed, but I equally want to say that you sitting here today, you have been anointed, but you haven't paid attention to it. Praise the Lord. I've had occasions I never spoke anything. It's made me become very conscious. And not once, not twice, not three hours. A lot of times, you just go to a place you haven't opened and there is a confusion. And it makes me know that we carry something. And the Lord takes delight in the fruit that we bear at a given time. Praise the Lord. Started saying to you, when you plant in your farm, you go there seasonally to take fruit. The kind of fruit that God is bringing our attention to is not a seasonal Plugging from the fruit. Hallelujah. And I want to plead that we yield this. Let me, let me use this to explain what I'm trying to say. I was very tired yesterday because we had all kinds of things going on. Counselor's session with Pastor Vimpon, Pastor Felix's mother, was 70 years, so they did something in the shepherd's hall. All of this stretching to the evening, and I already had an appointment to visit my daughter's school uh, to see the hostel that she is staying, and I was so tired after all the events. Um, and so I was debating to go or not to go, to go or not to go, so I spoke to my wife, and I said, I'm tired, and she said, listen, I'd like to go myself too. I don't know where she's staying now, and so I said, okay. Then we had a discussion, and it was as if, okay, if you think you're tired, I will go anyway. But I, there was something inside of me that said, go. So I said, okay, hey. 
get off my back, tiredness. And I drove and we went. So we, I told her on the way, we will just touch the place, see where she lives, and then I turn and then I come. So we went to the place, we entered her room. She is in, she's sharing with another lady in the room. So just when we were about, after pleasant trees, we're about returning. My wife said, won't you say a prayer for them? I said, sure. Just when I was about opening my mouth to say, I had an age inside of me. You want to pray over them? Do you know this lady? Is she born again? So I said to them all, and I said, before I pray, who are you? Are you a child of God? She said, yes. And I said, what of God? She said, oh, from childhood. I said, I am. Childhood? Then you go the usual to be sure. And she had no clue about what it means to be saved. So I had to witness instantly for her to give her life to the Lord before I left. But it was on the way I discovered that God was waiting for a fruit to pluck from my life. Because this lady needed to be saved. This lady needed to be told the truth. This lady needed to enter the kingdom. Then I started thinking about all kinds of things. Had I not gone and another time I would have gone, would I have missed what God had wanted me to do? You know, brethren, as I say these things, this is just only one of them. I want to say to you, God is always working with you and he wants to plug a fruit out of your life. Let me go further by telling you this. Sometimes you can be an unbeliever in an office. But at a certain time, the Lord will jam you and you will give your life to Christ. Is that correct? What you will observe is that the people in the office have known you to be something else. But when you yield to the Holy Ghost and you begin to live by the word of the Lord, what you would observe is that in no time they will come back and begin to ask, Something has happened to this person. And it gives you the opportunity to bring the light to them. Praise the Lord. Unfortunately for our time, what has actually happened to us, for which reason we are not bearing much fruit for God to unplug, is that there is no transformation. And so the people are not challenged. The people don't see. But I say to you this morning into the afternoon that in the name of Jesus, may the Lord find fruit with you. Listen, brethren. This world, whether we like it or not, it is for a temporary use. Thank God for His blessings. Thank God for who we are. 
Thank God for everything. But I want to just simply say, what kind of flu- fruit is God like? I'd like for you to read the scripture for me quickly. First Corinthians chapter, and then we will switch back. First Corinthians chapter 7 verse 31. And I observe that this world is the Lord and everything, but you see, as much as he has put us here temporarily, he wants us to be able to bear fruit. Okay, would you like to read this for me? This, this side is a little bled, but one, two. And those who use this world as not misusing it, for the form of this world is doing what? I don't think you really, and you got that one. It's doing what? As much as we want to fix it, as much as we want to do well with this world, whether we do it well or don't do it well, it is what? Fading away. But have you observed that with it passing away, it, it, is, it, is, it, is, it, is, it is that which has grabbed our attention and has the best of every ability from us, true or false. May you drop it today in the name of Jesus. You see, when you get up in the morning, you think about the world and what you can get. When you are moving, you think about the world, what you can get. Can we turn it around and think about what God can get from us in this world? The minute we are able to get to the point where we become conscious of it. You see, in, this, in heaven there are no temptations. But in this world, even if you have it the best, Satan will still tempt you. But if you allow your, your heart to be grabbed firmly by the Lord, even when you have been tempted and you seem to have a different focus, at any point in time, there will be a ringing by the Holy Ghost. Fertilizer will be put under you. There will be a pruning and you will come back to yourself and say, Hey, I resign from this thing and I pursue God. Hallelujah. It happens to all of us. Sometimes your mind is so carried away. My building, where I will lay my head. If you're a young man, you are looking for a woman to marry and you find a woman, you can be sure that for two years you will be occupied by that, true or false. You are not minding me at all. After you have married and God blesses you, anxiety sets in and baby, 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 it is a good thing. The next thing is that after the baby, we must increase our money. And the next thing is that we need... I notice that in this country, everybody wants a house. True or false? No fuel, no bar pay to the landlord. Nobody wants that. But I see that it consumes us so much... That we, I'm not, please, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But let me tell you something. When a man pleases the Lord, he provides. 
have been in a situation of lack. And I never thought I would ever have a house to live in. But I bless the Lord that when he gave his vision to my heart and had mercy on me, I discovered that he provides as you go on the way. He is a faithful God. So please, I beg you, our Christianity is coming so low. The reason is because the fruit that God wants to have is not in any time a fr- God comes around and he's able to get a fruit. He, the Holy Ghost prunes, prunes and prunes. And there is always freshness. I have observed it. See, the Bible says that when you read this, this King James sometimes is King James. But read it from NLT. You will have a different meaning saying that it has attached itself. Okay, read it. One, two. That's not the scripture that was there. First Corinthians. I didn't look. First Corinthians 7.31. One, that's why when you were reading, I said something is not kicking. One, two. And, no, start again. Are you warming up? Lord, please, let the Holy Ghost... First Corinthians chapter 7 verse 31. NLT. Today my man is alright. Hallelujah. Okay. One. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. I mean, he, this scripture is also coming up. So he's ahead of himself. But that's okay. First Corinthians Chapter 7, verse 31, under NLT, not NKJV. I'm patient for you, no problem at all. Okay, one, two. I don't know whether all of us sitting here know that the world is passing away. Praise the Lord. You see, the Bible says that those who use the things of this world, you know, he has explained it better. Those who use the things of this world should not become what? Attached to them. He didn't say God will not let you become. You yourself should not become attached to them. So a child of God should get to the point when he is not consumed by the things that he will use. He should control it himself. Get to the point when you are being overwhelmed by many things, taking your heart, be able to break it and say, I am giving too much attention to this matter. Praise the Lord. Because whether we like it, don't like it, whether we give a, a, a thinking to it or not, surely this world is passing away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. There is an eternal life. There is a place when the Lord helps you to enter. 
don't know how you, you yourself will, will, will jubilate. Because you see, to enter eternity is not as cheap. So please don't allow anything. Don't attach yourself too strong to anything of this world. But rather, don't misuse the ground, your space that God has so graciously given to you. Praise the Lord. Career. Thank God for it. I love it very much. When and wherever God places us, we can even use that to bring fruit to the Lord. And I have no doubt at all that the Lord has planted many of us at specific places except that we haven't woken up to ask why did you put me here? And this morning may I say to you begin to ask those questions. If it is in your family as soon as you ask that question you remember Saul who tend to become was somebody that when he was not even in Christ he was not lazy and I noticed that the people that God don't like at all are lazy people if you don't know I want to tell you today laziness comes when there is something to be done and then I don't feel like. God don't like. God doesn't like those people. Because I've seen that Jesus even quoted that the Father, after the creation, he's still working. So he said, As I see the Father work, so I also work. Take advantage of every situation to bring fruit to the Lord. Do not allow your Christianity to be one of those you come in, you receive, you go, you come in, you receive, you go. Please, let it be. What is it? Now, I was talking about Saul. As soon as this man was jammed by the Lord at Damascus and he fell down and the Lord said, you cannot kick against the pricks. You cannot fight me. He said, who are you, Lord? He said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. The Bible says the next question the man threw is, what would you have me to do? It was recorded that way, not for him, but for me. That as soon as I get saved, what will God have me to do? We have neglected it. And I want to beg you this morning, into the afternoon or this afternoon, to say, brother, there is something hanging on you. Please don't allow anything to cover it, cover it up to such an extent that you won't be able to bear fruit because the statement is too serious. Why does it occupy the ground? This time we go back. Why does it occupy the ground? Luke chapter 13 verse 7. Why? I mean that statement is too strong. Why? Why does it occupy my ground? And then he was... He issued instructions, and blessed be the name of the Lord. The intervener was there and quickly came and said, I beg you, oh, can you give it another time? Would you, are we there now? 
Can you read the scripture for me, please? One, two. District three and find none. Cut it down. Yes, it used up the ground. Why? The next scripture you see that makes it more dangerous is the next verse. The man responds, one, two. But he answered and said to him, Sir, until I dig around it and fertilize. And I'm asking fertilizing the thing. When, it is God, when is God digging around? Anytime you hear something that provokes your inability to do something, and it provokes you to get up and do something, God is working on the tree. Praise the Lord. I will do something about it. But then where is danger? The danger... It's, it's the last one, the best nine. One, two. Ah. Interaction is going on between the Lord and our keeper. He said, finish. I finished with it. He said, Lord, hold it. You are patient. You are merciful. Let us still be. But I love what he said. He said, if it bears well, it does not. This time when you come, I will not interrupt. You know, from this scripture, you know one of the things I learned? I observed that sometimes God allows you to grow for a long time. Because you, you, you are very fruitful to him. Do you notice that in the, in, 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 in the life of Apostle Paul, he, that man had life-threatening issues more than anybody in the Scriptures. Did you notice, if you haven't read it before, sometimes they stone him. Later on, I was sitting and I said, I'm sure that Apostle Paul in his later days may have a lot of bruises all around his face. Sometimes they stone the man so hard that the Bible would describe it as dead. And then he will rise up the following day and clean the blood. And when the brethren are saying, oh, he said, don't be oh for me. It is not a problem. When I see the life that these guys led, so fruitful, I have no doubt at all that it's an example for us to follow. Praise the Lord. There were occasions that the threats were so severe that he himself was shaking. But then in the night, the Lord will come and assure his heart, this thing will not kill you. For you must just go through it. I remember one day they were in the ship. He was going to defend his reason of his faith. And the ship was so faced with contrary wind, trying to break the ship and everything until they emptied all the merchandise and ate it away and everything. In the night when everybody has lost hope, the Lord appeared to him and said, Don't be afraid. 
all of you, your lives will be saved. I say to you, some of us are not dead yet for the reason that there has been a discussion and say, Lord, give him another time. The another time that you have. You know, when Bible says every year, may I tell you that God's year is not like the year of the world. God's year could be about 10 years. At the same time, it could be about one day. For one day, it's like a thousand years in the eyes of the Lord. And a thousand years is like one day in his eyes. And so, may we not take God for granted in the name of Jesus. There are many, 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 many God is waiting on us. And because we are still misusing the ground, we have not been able to affect the way we ought to. But this afternoon, I encourage you, please, please, tell God you are saved. But may the Lord get some fruit out of your life. Hallelujah. He who does the will of the Lord, now you can put up my scripture down, First John chapter 2, verse 17. Would you help me to read, please? One, two. And the world is passing away. And the last of it. But. One more time, but. Another time. This scripture makes me know that. Anytime a person is fruitful for the Lord, or fruitful to the Lord, you don't need to fight for your life. Do you know that today's Christianity, so much attention has been paid on prayer meetings, and I dreamt, and I heard that I'm going to be killed, and then in fact, sometimes you don't even dream. Satan puts it in your mind that you're going to die before time. Isn't it true? When you're doing deliverance sessions and you are led by the Spirit of the Lord to say that, you see the number of people who come. They are coming because Satan has said, you're going to die before your time. You're going to die before your time. And it brings fear. But I want to say to you, he who died of the Lord cannot be killed by Satan. Except God allows it to say, son, daughter, you have accomplished the reason for which I brought you into the vineyard. So come home. If you have it like that, you are going in style. But else, if you are so fruitful, let me, the reason why I believe all of us must become very fruitful is that when you are fruitful, you don't ask for covering. There's already a covering over your life. I've seen it. What haven't I gone through and doctors haven't said everything? Hey, this is, I re, I've told you a lot of times that there was a situation, a doctor told me that you have to go on retirement. I said, from where? And I said, that's what I do. Then I said to him, God must have made a mistake at the time that I was working for so, so, and so, and I was so devoted, and, did, and then he asked me to stop. Now that he said I should come and do the vineyard work, that by his grace I'm doing it, he, you are retiring me? 
Oh, then that one there, I will do until I fall. That will be a, a good one. You may not understand. When there is a situation and they ask you not to stand for too long. From that period, I've even been standing more than before. Why? Because says, because God says that he who does the will of the Lord abides forevermore. Praise the Lord. I, I knew where it was coming. It was just the devil to put fear in my heart and then I will go and then I will become in no time. I become like vegetable and then I, what can vegetable? I will not allow that at all. May you not allow that in the name of Jesus. Nothing should restrict you from doing the will of the Lord. You know, sometimes when things are exposed to you, the enemy takes advantage to bring fear. And I've seen that anytime the devil wants to do something against a child of God, the first letter that he posts to him is fear. And as soon as the child of God grabs fear, then he's on his way to retirement. Retirement to death. That will not happen to you. So let's get ourselves very busy. Would you begin to ask yourself, since the day I got born again and until now, what is it that I have been doing for the kingdom of God? Am I Mr. Born Again and people are happy about me but no fruits? I beg you, let this bother you. Hallelujah. Let it bother you. I'm not the one who said it. It was our Lord who saved us. He said he had a vineyard. And in the vineyard, he brings everybody in. Everybody. The day you declared, Lord, forgive me all of my sins. I give my life to you. That very day, immediately, you are thrown into the vineyard. And then you begin to be nourished up by the preaching of the Word of God and the Holy Ghost convicting your heart to do something and all of this keep going, keep going from time to time. When the Lord comes to visit a person, He doesn't make noise. That's actually the problem. Because if the Lord came to visit you and said that, well, tonight I've come to take stock, I, that one you will sit up. But there is no sign. The interaction over your head is between the Holy Spirit who is keeping you and the word of God you are receiving. And so you are walking Mr. Free as if nothing is happening. All of a sudden, there is interaction going and say, Lord, the Lord says, I'm not happy at all with this one. The Holy Ghost said, Lord, hold it up. I'm going to send a servant to bring your word of God to him. I'm going to knock him into this side. I'm going to knock him into this side and put fertilizer under him. I'm going to put some fire. And sometimes that's why you sitting in the church and the word of God is being preached. And you can sense that God is talking to you. And then when you have that, you still get up and then you walk out, forget about it. May the word of God never return to God void. May it accomplish the reason for your hearing. In the name of Jesus. I'm just waiting. And I'm always praying in my heart. Now let me be honest with you. One of the prayers I'm praying all the time is that Lord I want no problems. Oh, is there anything in there? 
declare it quick for me. And then I begin to ask, what next, Lord? That's why I want to be so occupied. I just want to be occupied. And you know how I occupy myself? I occupy myself by evangelism. Anybody who passes under my note and I do, I must feel you. Whether you are born again. At least that one, my mouth has not been held. And I will preach to you. So that your blood will not be asked from me. The world is passing away. You see, we are so used to the way the world is going, 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 that sometimes when God says certain things, we the believers, we don't believe it. Do you notice that? Since the day you were born until now, nothing has shown that this world will go away. So it makes it difficult sometimes to believe, true or false. Because when, 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 when Noah's one happened, you were not there. You have only read about it. When Sodom and Gomorrah's one happened, were you there? You, you were not there. So sometimes you just, mm, no, that's why Peter said that, oh, when they say it's coming, it's coming, they say, oh, if may it never happen to you like that. I beg you, the world is passing away. May we become fruitful. Begin to ask yourself, is that how I'm going to continue to lead my life? Come to church, sit down, do my work, my family, my job, job, my sleeping, and then my building that I haven't built. And I observe that all these buildings that we have built in no time, when Jesus comes, it will be unfruitful. And I'm not saying don't build, because I know that then people say, hey, who are you? don't build. I know I will be in trouble. So I don't want to go there at all. But I want to tell you that what God gave me is not in my heart. I have dealt with myself that property doesn't hang on my head. I know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Please be fruitful. Be very, let the heavens register that I have a representative on earth who I can at any point in time pluck. And what it means is that anytime God gave you the opportunity, Peter will tell you that maximize any occasion that comes to you. By taking advantage. Please let's do this. If we do that, it will be well with us. I have many things to talk about this. But I have dropped the curtain now. And I pray. Bow your heads with me in prayer. Can I? As we pray right now. Let me be honest with you. If you are here, you are not born again. You are not a child of God. You cannot boldly say, I gave my life to Jesus. If you have never done that, somebody has not helped you out to lead you to Jesus and say, Lord, take over this man. Please don't let today slip by. Say to me, Pastor, can you pray for me that I can be born again? And I will surely do that. And as we have bowed our heads right now, 
You say, Pastor, I want you to pray for me that I may be saved right now. Wherever you are, if you lift your hands up, I will see you and I will pray for you. God bless you, brother. Just lift it up. God bless you. Somebody invited you to church and you say, Hey, I didn't know that I needed to be saved. Wherever you are, I want to pray for you right now and you don't waste time at all. God bless you too. The two of you, would you stand quickly, please? Stand. Another person, you say, Pastor, I need to give my life to... You see, let me tell you, time is not on our side. Time is not. Don't let anything deceive you. Time is not. Who again will say, Pastor, I need to come to Jesus. He, if you're saying He's the Savior, I am coming to Him right now. Three of you, would you walk to me right now in the front here, please? Come, come. Maybe you didn't rise, but you want to join them. You don't need to ask for us to be cranking and cranking. Just come and stand right in front of me here, please. Do that. It is good for you. Time is not on our side, honestly. Time is not. You see, some people, so thank God for everybody desires to live a long life. Some people live for 90, 120, some people 60, some people 25. And that's why now we have had this thing. What a shock. Soon gone. All of this. Because that's not what man was expecting. But you see, when you close your eyes at that moment, you don't have the chance to offer your life to Christ. Your only time you have is now. If you haven't done it, rise up and join these, my brethren, before I pray. Please come closer to me. Let me tell you something. Dear Sister Khan, I want you to know that. Listen. Life is all about we receiving Jesus and He forgiving our sins. If you are never told with this truth, you will end up in hell. And over there, you don't have a second chance. Your chance is now. And I thank God for you that you have listened to Jesus. We're going to pray together. And I want you to be, let it be your heart prayer yourself as you say this prayer after me. Lord, my God, I come to you now. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for Jesus who died on the cross. And today he has invited me. I know I'm a sinner. I can't help myself. And I want you to help me. Lord Jesus, forgive me all the things I have done. And wash me by your blood now. As I open my heart, I receive you as my Lord and as my personal Savior. Lord Jesus, you are welcome. Thank you for not cutting me before this time, but being patient with me, and now you have invited me. Please keep me, and I will serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen.